a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast Show, presented by Maxis. And the folks at Alpine Stars, thank you for listening. I'm Steve Mathis. FlyRacing.com, bro. Please check it out. Get it online. Uh, look, at it, look at it online. And uh, they can also find a dealer closest to you to go get dialed in. The new F2 helmet is sweet. The FR5 boot is out. It's a mid-level boot. And, uh, yeah, lots to talk about when it comes to uh, gear and things like that from the folks at Fly Racing. Heck, if you want gear with palm trees on it, they have it. Not sharks. But palm trees, they'll have that also. And Maxis Tires, MXST tire out now, developed by the guy on the line here, uh, Jeremy McGrath. He uh, helped this tire, developed this tire, and uh, according to our own Chris Kiefer, it works pretty damn well. Uh, Maxis.com, whether it's your mountain bike, your truck, uh, your trailer, whatever it is, Maxis Tires will have you hook up, hooking up and pulling the whole shot on the competition. And also to the Alpine Star guys, Jeremy McGrath used Alpine Stars forever, probably still does. A4 chest protector, Tech 10 boot, which is the benchmark boot in moto. Tech 7 boot, my favorite thing. Uh, the bionic neck support system, whatever it is, you know Alpine Star's quality, you know their name, you know the work that they put into things and uh, they will dial you in as well so coming up here shortly is jeremy mcgrath well not really shortly but uh pretty much right away uh always good to catch up with the king of supercross uh guys always got time for uh for the media and i always something i always appreciate as i tell him here about me bothering him too much uh because i'm working on a big story that uh I needed his uh, his value on, or his input on, I should say. His valuable input. There, that'll work. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Great to catch up with Jeremy McGrath. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Fly, Alpine Stars, Maxis. And, uh, all right, on to the show. All right, everybody. And now, as promised, seven-time Supercross champion slash outdoor champion, uh, one of the legends of the sport, and we thank him for coming on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast show presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Jeremy McGrath, what's up, MC? How are you, man? Oh, what's up, man? Doing really good. How are you? I'm good. Thank nice you for being your... on the show, man. Yeah, thanks for the time. I feel like uh, between this and the no fear thing and, and uh, something else, I I bug you too much, MC. Hey, you know what? It's really I, I, you're not bugging me. Trust me. I oh. love talking about all this stuff. It's so fun. It brings back a lot of great memories. Right. And it's like you know, what else am I going to talk about? So I'm happy <laughs> to be on the show and and. Please don't feel like you're bothering me. Okay. Time. Good to hear. Thank you. Um, something uh, something Aaron Plessinger said this this uh, this this other weekend at Bud's Creek. He clinched his first national championship, and it, something he said uh, rang true with me. And something you've always said, and, and I've written about, and I've talked about. I said, "Hey, uh, Aaron, what uh, you know? What means more to you, if it's possible?" And, and he said, "You know what? This outdoor title means more than a Supercross title, just because." 
it's so tough to do. It's, you know, everybody's in the class. It's, it's 24 motos in all conditions. And, 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 and even though you've got all these supercars wins and all these titles, you've said the same thing. That 95 season, you probably should have got the 96 title, um, yep. you know, really meant a ton to you. Well, it does. It, it, and, and you know what? I've always said that. And, and maybe it's because I've always said that outdoor just wasn't – it just didn't come as easy for me. You know, it just wasn't yeah. that natural. And, you know, I've always said the funny thing is, you know – Three years into my pro career, like two years on the pro circuit team, mm-hmm. and then like my third, my first year on factory Honda, and even you know what that was like that'd be ninety three, and then even yep. ninety four. So that's maybe the first four seasons ninety one, ninety two, ninety three, ninety four. I was still learning how to ride motocross. Yep. I mean, here's this kid. I grew up here in Paris, you know, Menifee, California. Paris was my local track. If it rained, we didn't ride. I mean, we, I, I rode Carlsbad. It was hard pack, so I was really good at Carlsbad, uh, really good at hard pack. I mean, that's kind of the um, M.O. for all of us out here on the West. Yep. And, you know, I was always good at Gainesville because it was just slippery hard and sketchy, and that's just how I grew up riding. Um, but if it was raining, you know, I was out to lunch. I mean, for three, four years, it yeah. was like, where's McGrath? Oh, he's about 10th. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it's it's it was – the sense of accomplishment I got from when I started to actually apply myself and yeah, and I've always said that, you know, I got tired of everyone talking about how bad I was and that I would never be considered one of the greatest motocross riders ever if I didn't get my outdoor situation figured out. And, and kind of that's when I applied myself. So, um, you know, to me, Aaron Plessinger is dead on. I mean, that's kind of what I always said, you know, when you get done racing two 30 minute motos, regardless of what track it is, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, some of the roughest ones when I was racing, obviously, were Redbud, were Southwick. I mean, Mount Morris was pretty bumpy. I mean, pretty much every national track was, was crazy bumpy. Um, and when you get done winning a national, your sense of accomplishment is so high because your body is basically wrung out, just just totally uh, spent. You know what I mean? And so, <clears throat> to me... Mm-hmm. It was always way more tough to to do, have an outdoor overall, and and then to get a title on top of that was just like wow, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, it. Uh, you can tell Aaron was just stoked. I mean, here's a guy that grew up GNCCing. He told us on the show on the Pulp Show. We asked him like who his heroes were growing up, and uh, he didn't mention you or Ricky or anybody. He said it was you know it was Barry Hawk, it was Scott yeah. Summers, it was it was these GNCC <laughs> yeah. guys, and then he's yeah. like, hey, look, I'm good at moto, and now he's a national and supercross champion. Right, and he's just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's 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 pretty funny because you know, um, I did a little Facebook live show early in Supercross season that had mm-hmm. Aaron down to my house, and and he, he's such a great guy, man. I was so stoked for him. Yeah. And so so pumped. You know, he he's not he hasn't taken the traditional path, right? And and I I I didn't take the traditional no. path to no. in the rise of motocross either. So you know, I always kind of pull for the guys that don't you know, that that don't do it the normal way or kind of the way everyone thinks they should do it. But it's it's incredible, you know, he's come from the off-road world and the, into motocross and then into supercross. I mean, he did it almost exactly opposite of the way I did it. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just kind of proof in the pudding that there's no, there's no real true, like you don't have to be traditional to become a champion. And uh, he's proven that. 
Yeah, actually, getting back to one of your your outdoor stuff, one of your more underrated wins that maybe nobody remembers or nobody talks about much. Uh, you won a moto at Southwick on a one twenty five in like ninety two, I think. Yeah, um, and yeah. Right. Yeah. Everyone was like, "Wait, what? He just won Southwick <laughs> a moto?" Yeah, that was my that was my first moto win. I have a funny story about that. Um, that was my first ever over my first ever national moto win, mm-hmm. and. You know, I'm I'm one year into my career, right? So I'm like, yeah. uh, according to myself and pretty much everybody else, I should never never have been anywhere near the front of the pack, right? And especially no. in outdoor. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but in that moto, I passed like, I passed everybody. Like Cooper was in there. I passed, I didn't get a good start. I came from like eighth and and won the moto, and and won it convincingly, like going away. Right. It was like, wh- where did this where did this even come from? <laughs> so um, and then. Lo and behold, uh, I think we've probably talked about this before, but the funny part of that is I was so exhausted that I spent the whole hour in between motos, in between the, before the second moto, in the uh, in the outhouse, like throwing <laughs> just, up yeah. and pooping my brains out because I was just so literally exhausted. Right. And then the next moto, I came out and got ninth. It was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was more uh, along the lines of how it was going normally at that time. But I exhausted myself so much. Um, that I had to spend the whole uh, break in between motos in the in the in the shitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think, I think think about that. How much you're pushing your body to have that reaction, and 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 to give people an idea of 24 of those in a year. Oh, you know, yeah, like, it's incredible. Right. I mean, what Ricky and James and these guys are yeah able to accomplishment uh, accomplish over the years when they were winning all those motos is incredible. And I mean, even when I was winning the nationals um, in '95 and '96. You know, every time I would go home, I would have to have someone else drive the rental car, and I was laying in the back seat, just so cramped up. I yeah. like even when I was at my my peak condition. Yeah. So it was, it was crazy, man. It's a it's a it's a rough rough uh, deal on the body. Yeah, for sure. Now, of course, we all know you're back with Kawasaki, uh, brand ambassador, helping out, helping them out across a wide range of things. You were at Loretta's uh, that just wrapped up, yep. and uh, you talk about yeah. you know we just talked about Plessinger coming from the woods, and you coming from. Uh, you know, winning a C-class title, Loretta's, and being far from a guy who was picked to, you know, become a, an, an icon in the sport. Uh, when you go back to Loretta's now, um, what do you think about? What do you what do you look at? Do you look at those coaches and those trailers and the, the motorhome and just be like, wow. Well, it's funny. when you Even, you know, I've been going the last couple of years mm-hmm. um, with Team Green and Cowie and stuff, and it's been really enjoyable, actually. I'm, I'm actually loving my, my deal – I'm just loving my schedule, and and really, it's kind of rejuvenated my great feelings that I have for motorcycles and the, and the amateur level and the sport itself. You know, mm-hmm. so it's been really fun. But every time I pull into uh, <laughs> every time I pull into Loretta Lynn's, it's like deja vu. It's like a flashback <laughs> out of the nineties. <laughs> right. I mean, all the camping spots are like a lot of it's just just the same thing. And then you know, the the funny thing, I like I so much enjoy like watching the younger guys like watching Ryder and mm-hmm. all the the kids that are on team green and, the, and they're you know that they're they're on 85s and stuff cuz that really brings me back to like when Loretta's was like whoa it's Loretta's yeah yeah um and then you see you know the track itself I I always think it's funny these days because the track itself looks a little bit small for the big bikes these days yep. the big bikes are going so fast yep so it's uh it still cracks me up, I guess, these days. You know, I guess going through the sport and being in the sport for so long, it's 
hard to imagine that you can actually judge some kid's performance on on those three or four days or whatever it is. Yep. Because you just never know the conditions. I mean, this year the weather was great. It was awesome. It was a little bit warm, but it, I mean that's perfect. There wasn't no rain. I mean the kids, the guys had it awesome this year. But you know, again, it's it's a you know, it's just a little weird. I, I'm just I always say it, and you know, I was always I, I always feel like I was lucky to get that call to join the team back mm-hmm. in the day because I was so bad at Loretta Land. Um, <laughs> And I, I'm, I was so thankful there was other national, like amateur nationals that was like mammoth and there yeah, was yeah. like Ponca City and then there was like World Mini. World Mini would have been all you. World Mini would have been all yeah, you. Yeah, World Mini yeah. was all me because it was, <laughs> it was pretty good. It was out in the desert. It was yeah. basically close to home. I mean, that kind of stuff. I mean, I think I did Texas one time or whatever, Lake Whitney or whatever that was. But for the most part, it was, I just count my blessings every day because I'm like, how in the world did someone actually think that they could call me off some Loretta Lynn's result? Because that was just, it blew my mind. Yeah. Um, I did a podcast with Deegan the other day, uh, coming out soon. Uh, and, and Hayden joined us too, who, uh, yeah. you know, by all accounts is really, I mean, on the, on the path, right. To being uh, one of the, uh, one of the, one of the great riders uh, from what I hear anyways, I don't scout these guys, but that's what I, that's what I got. Um, so we're talking about his 97 win. And, uh-huh. dude, I know it just seems like five years ago, Jeremy, but it's actually been 21, uh, which is really scary. Right. Isn't um, that wild? Yeah. But my point is, is so when you go to these things, do, do the kids pull you aside? Do they want to talk to you? Do, do the dads want advice from you? I mean, I just want to make sure that you are properly honored at these things when you go there, man. Uh, I just want to make <laughs> sure because, goddamn, dude, it's starting to get a little lo- long ago. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so funny. And, you know, I think it's um, – I think – you know, through through my my relationship with Kawasaki mm-hmm. in the last you know five years now, um, it's been it's been like it's been me getting to know all the new generation kids and and getting to know their parents and doing all that stuff. So a little more of the mentoring stuff happens these days, it's like at Loretta's. Uh-huh. I mean, I was um, I, I had this really cool experience, and and he's and I have to say that he's the only one that did this all week long at Loretta's. But um, Lan, uh, Lance Kobush. Yeah, you know the kid that writes for Team Green. Yeah, phenomenal rider, yeah. awesome rider, great little kid. Parents are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but he came up to me. He's like, "Hey, you see anything out there that I need to be doing differently or whatever?" And I was oh, yeah. like, "Wow, <laughs> that's pretty cool." Now, right. now, you know, it was really flattering to me that 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 a kid like that would even yeah. ask me. But he's so he's such a cool kid, and, right. and he's so fast, and his you know all that stuff. But I was like, man. I, I, inside, I was like, that was so cool and flattering, but I was like, about this is about time someone finally asked me something. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right, and right. So I was, um, you know, I know that I'm, people, you know, these kids now, they just weren't around much when I was racing. Obviously, they were really little. Yeah. And um, so to to still get some of that is pretty cool. Yep. But, um, you know, all, all the, all of these kids' parents all, they have yeah. plenty of respect. I mean, everyone because their dads all know, and For they sure. watch my generation. And um, so, but you know, thankfully, I'm not. I don't. I'm not too worried about all that. But I really was was flattered. Yeah, and stoked at the same time because I I would never want any of these guys to feel like they can't ask me anything. That's what I'm there for. I'm there to be a sounding board. I'm there to, yeah. you know. You know, because we, you know, we'll shoot. We've yeah. been through it, so yeah. it's uh, it's cool when you get to some of that. Yeah, uh, I was just with Seen Cirillo a couple weeks ago in Florida, and we were doing this little vlog, and we were talking about different things. And he told me when he was little, he's like, he's like, I was kind of intimidated to talk to Jeremy, and I'm like, what? 
<laughs> I'm like, you know, this was DC Shoes Days when you guys were both DC, right, and right, uh, and he's yeah, just yeah. like, he I'm like, what? Yeah. He's like, yeah, man. He, kind of scary and i'm like he's like the least scary guy there is he's like the coolest guy there is like what are you talking about but you know you, yeah, when you're a kid you just never know right so right and he know. and adam's like one of the most open great mm-hmm. little personalities you know like yeah. he's one of the so if he was feeling scared then yeah. imagine when some other kids yeah. feel scared um, but, you know i guess i guess the good part is some of the little kids they don't they don't know who i was they don't even care and like they'll talk to me no matter what you know because yeah. I mean? they're just cool yeah so um but yeah it's, it's it's cool. There's plenty of respect going around, but yeah. I, I enjoy, I enjoy being there, and I, I like love watching the little guys ride and the little girls and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool experience. And now, and now you go there, and, and there's Deegan with his kid, and Tim Ferry with his kid, and and probably ten other guys I forgot. And you guys are standing around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I saw Red Dog this year. Yeah. Saw him. I saw him as dad. I, I'm so I so I enjoy catching up with some of the guys yeah. you know that we raced with, obviously, and. Um, I saw Brian there. I didn't, didn't see him much, but right. um, you know we we're all crossing paths. I yep. saw Ricky RC was there. Yeah, took a picture with him and his kids. So yeah. oh, I, I always enjoy catching up with Mike Brown and yeah, yeah, Brown. Uh, he's racing. You know, he's dominating. Nate, Nate Dog was there. So yeah. Yeah. there was a lot of the a lot of the crew was there. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, you could have jumped in there last year. We had a we had a Nate Dog, Budman, Barry Karsten, uh battle oh, to there. the death. But you could have you could have raced. Yeah, it. I was there. You could have raced. Yeah, it. I was glad. I'm I'm I look. Things are not going to get better for me with that track. It's just not. So I don't. I don't. I don't need to sit here and think that it will be. I'm fine up on the sidelines. Let them guys take uh, all those muddy bumps and stuff like that. Still, all these yeah. years later, right? Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. You guys go. Um, that's good. Hey, uh, 2019 KX 450F, uh, all new bike. Uh, Chris Kiefer uh, does a does a lot of work for Pulp MX, and and I really trust him. He tests for a lot of manufacturers. He absolutely yeah. loves it. Pingree was on a podcast with him. Pingree absolutely loves it. Uh, it's shootout season for this. Um, yeah, man. I, I know you're not a, a big part of the R and D of that bike, but uh, what what do you think of it? What, what what's your thoughts on it? Hydraulic clutch, electric start, new frame, yeah. new motor. Um, I was out there the day of the intro. Obviously, I had ridden the bike before that. Yep. We, we did photos and everything at Eli's place in Colorado, um, which you know is like five six thousand feet. Mm-hmm. He's just outside of Durango. He's in Cortez, uh, yep. Colorado, or whatever. Um, and I think. Then when me, Eli and I were riding, it was like, man, are you? I'm blown away at this engine, how how strong the engine is. Um, and that was one thing that stuck out pretty instantly. We knew it was going to be good because we're at elevation. If mm-hmm. we're saying that at yeah. elevation, then that means that sea level down here at home is going to be badass. Um, the chassis improvements they've made are awesome. They they went back to spring fork, which is great. Obviously, the addition of the electric start is cool, but um, I, I think – you know, obviously people are going to sit here and say I'm biased to the thing, but I've ridden the, the bikes now from 15 on, mm-hmm. and um, and th- and this one here is is definitely uh, I'm the most racy bike that I've ridden. You know, I, my 18 model is really good, and you know how they do the manufacturer changes pretty much every four years, right? So it's yeah, been 16, something like that. 17, 18. Yep. Yeah, 16, 17, 18 have been very similar, um, and then uh, 19 now is the new bike and. In fact, I don't have mine yet, which I'm really bummed about. I'm getting it next week, finally. <laughs> got to get you one. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, uh, I almost got to ride one in Mammoth, but it was kind of the display bike, so they didn't let me ride it. But, um, yeah, so so the new bike is killer. I'm glad those guys are really loving it because yeah. uh, 
we're we're all sitting on pins and needles, kind of waiting for some of these shootouts to come out. Yeah, and I, I, I'm always uh, surprised, obviously, on on how they actually turn out because I thought the 18 model was pretty good, but mm-hmm. it didn't get the accolades that I thought it should have got. But I, I think that um, I think they knocked it out of the park on this new bike. Yeah, I'm stoked on it. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're biased, of course. You're working for Team Green and Cali, but I wouldn't have brought it up if I don't. I but because I, all I hear from independent guys is. A lot of buzz about it, so I wanted to wanted to yeah. touch on it. You know, well, yeah. I, I I was there, like I said, I was there on the intro day at Paula when mm-hmm. um, Kiefer was there, and all the guys were riding the new bike. Yeah. And um, I mean, all I got was was I mean, man, yeah. this thing is awesome. You know, they they loved it all. So, yeah. but you never know until they go ride other bikes because yep. what are they going to really say on that day? Hey, this thing's not good. I don't like it. They're not going to say that stuff. So, um, at least on that day, they're not. Yeah. So um, if you're hearing that stuff, then that's cool. Uh, hi- for Cowie because the bike's good. Yeah, you, you uh, you're a hydraulic clutch fan. Like, what, 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 what you like that? Or um, some guys do, some guys don't. I I have to say that if I was actually going to race, you know, mm-hmm. obviously it doesn't matter anymore for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. if I was going to race, I grew up on cable, clutch, and I grew up on spring fork. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? So those are two things, like sort of like. Um, I remember when back in when we were doing the Honda stuff and and they had the hydraulic clutch for, they've had it for a long time. Yep. Right. So, yep. but they switched back to cable because the guys couldn't really figure it out. They couldn't get good starts. Um, not that stuff. So, um, it'll be interesting to see. I think the the generation of kids that have grown up now that are going to be riding the 450 are basically kids that have grown up on hydraulic clutch. So, mm-hmm. so they don't really know any different, you know, yep. like, uh, but I, I'm impressed with it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, definitely, definitely good. It feels fine. It's it's different at first because I just I'm just not used to it. But yeah. uh, again, for me, it's not that what, kind of stuff's not important these days. So I'm not really doing many starts or anything. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are we? Do we see you race again? Uh, you know, uh, I, I raced mean, Mammoth. Mammoth. Yeah, we got Mammoth. What? Uh, anything else? Like any? Uh, we see these 125 uh, races. What about these 125 races? I mean, I know Cowie doesn't make one. No. Nah, no. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really that interested. I mean. <laughs> uh, I, have you ridden a 125 lately? <laughs> no, no. I, I, it's hard. It's hard to imagine. I, like I rode a 150. Um, what a couple of years ago, KTM came out with a 150, right? Yep. And yep. Th- there was one out somewhere. Maybe my friend Donnie had one or something, and mm-hmm. and I took it out for a spin. And dude, that thing felt so slow. It felt slower <laughs> than a 125. I was like, there's no way this is a 150. Yeah. So I'm not really interested in <laughs> racing a 125, but um, I do have my. My KX conversion two-stroke 250, which 250, I really yeah. like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm all about the two-stroke. Race tech suspension and engines, people. Pulpamex 18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Race Tech specializing high-performance suspension, parts, service, and setups. Modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Race Tech. Guys like the HEP Suzuki team and many more in the pits use Race Tech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpamex 18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. 
If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. Hey, you mentioned uh, going to Eli's and doing the, the promo for the new bike. And uh, yeah. look, I'm around the Cowie truck a lot and uh, grabbing yeah. coffee, yeah. grabbing grabbing uh, bars and, and hanging out. Well, you, we've seen each other a ton. But yeah, um, yeah, of um, I'll tell you what, I still don't know. MC, whether Eli Tomac likes me or not, like he is, uh, he is, he, you know, <laughs> he's he, a hard guy to read. He is right. Like, look, he's he's the premier rider in the sport right now. Um, right. He, you know, I absolutely, if, if if you know, if Roxanne doesn't get hurt, maybe things change. But in my eyes, Eli's the guy, and and right. he is what he is. Uh, John and Kathy are great people. Eli's yep. hard not to crack, huh? Well, you know what, I I wouldn't take it personal because probably you're not the only one that says that. Yep. Um, obviously, you know, you guys, you guys all having having to, you know, talk to these guys and stuff like that on, on occasion, or if not way more than, than I do, but, um, sometimes it's a little easier, even me being as close to the team, it's a little easier for me to talk to, talk to a guy like you guys, but you know, he's just, he's just a quiet guy. Mm -hmm. I, I would go ahead and say that he's probably a little socially awkward, but, um, yeah, no, you know, I'm not. A, it's it, not a it, negative thing. It's just that's the way he is. Then it's fine. You know, totally. I mean? yeah. yeah, and and I think he's just a, he's the same way to everyone. Yep. And it's yeah, just that's just he's just a quiet guy, and he's, um, you know, he's you can see when you're talking to him, you always see the wheels turning in his head. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, what's absolutely. What's going on? What is he thinking about? What am What am I thinking? You know, it's pretty. He's a pretty methodical guy. Yep. Uh, obviously, he's he's very determined, and yeah, he is the he's the guy right now in sport. In the sport, I. I just sometimes, man, I just know that it would make it so so much easier if you could get better starts. But yeah. you know what? For all of us, oh, you know what? I had a, I had a, I thought of a new nickname okay. this week for him. <laughs> that that was after watching all these shows in the last ten minutes of his races. Yeah, uh, are just so incredible. I think he needs it. You know, they've been calling him the shark, but I think cyborg would be good. Cyborg, yeah, I like that one too. Cyborg, yeah, yeah. cyborg. Half man, half machine. <laughs> yeah, his pass yeah. on Marvin this weekend. I don't know if you saw it on the outside of the whoops yeah. at Buds. Just you're just like, oh. holy shit! He just gunned it, used his legs, jumped something that hadn't been jumped all day, slammed into these whoops yeah. and got by Marvin. You know? Yeah. So, Incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, he's uh he's funny. Like I've you know, in, in, when I've had the recorder yeah. shut off, we've had some jokes and laughing and stuff. It, but I'm just like, I'm not sure about this guy. Like I, I think he may hate me. <laughs> but you know, hey, whatever. That's no, that's I don't think that's so. how it is. You yeah. know, it's just uh it's just the way these guys are a lot. So um Well, you know what's funny is sometimes when you talk to Eli, you're like or at least I think like does he does he even look at anything out there? Like is or is he just He's in his own zone. Yeah. Is he even looking at any PR, any press, any yep. any of the magazines, any of the listening to podcasts? Does he do? Is he how how much does he love the sport? Because I know, I mean, he's the man. Yeah, he's so awesome, and he's winning everything. And I just wonder if he, you know, looks at any of that stuff. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Doesn't doesn't really care. How much did you look at that guess, stuff? How much did you look at it? There was no internet that well, much around, but yeah. Huh? Well, we've yeah we've talked about it. I used to love getting cycle news every yeah. week. So fun. Yeah. I mean, my favorite section was always in the wind, you know, because I want to know about like just what's happening and the latest, greatest stuff. But yep. um, I didn't, I didn't so much go by, uh, I didn't look at the much, the stuff that was related to myself much. Mm-hmm. Obviously some of the, during Supercross, there was a lot of covers and stuff like that. But um, for the most part, uh, I, I always just like to keep up with what's going on in the sport, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, as, even when I was winning, I'm still a fan of all the other parts of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Eli reminds me a little bit of Ricky, I guess, yeah. right? In personality and riding-wise yeah. and everything, a little bit like that. And 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, yeah which so. which Ricky, is fun. Ricky was probably, I mean, I'd say through the middle and ending of Ricky's career, he was probably a little more outgoing, maybe still. But yeah. you know, Eli's got plenty of time. He's just kind of just kind of getting in there, getting used into being the guy with the magnifying glass on him and stuff yeah. like that. So. And and as much as as much as you you know I think you won more than Eli and you had more Supercross success although he, he's climbing the ranks uh, the microscope is is bigger now there's 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 all these guys around yeah. like me and 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 there's all these magazines right. and, and and all of that you know it's bigger than it was in your day definitely and the the world becomes much smaller now right because you you can basically through the internet and through through basically anything you can mm-hmm. touch other parts of the world and yeah. stuff like that I mean it's it's you know you're not yeah. getting away from anything so yeah there's there's parts of the sport that are just so much bigger and grander than yep. when i raced and um and on so, the flip yeah. on the flip side let's let's talk a little bit about chad reed so i was uh he he rode the jgr bike this week uh for yeah. he might race indiana i was talking to j-bone for a while um in the truck and j-bone's like yeah all of our sponsors called uh all of our social media blew up you know chad posted some things and and look, he had a terrible Supercross season, but a lot of it was due to his injury straight rhythm, and he was not ready to go, and 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 all of this. Um, right. I want to see him back out there. I, I hope to see him back out there. But it's funny how a guy like that, uh, you know, how over old he is now, uh, and he didn't have a great year. He still moves the needle, man. People still really care well, about Chad Reed. Yeah, I mean, look, love him or hate him, Chad Reed's one of the greatest we've ever had in our sport. You know what I mean? He's he is he's. He's one of the most, uh, I would say, also one of the most controversial guys. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. he's uh, not afraid to hold his tongue. You know what I mean? He says, yeah. says what's on his mind, and you know, there's a lot to be said for that. You, um, it it really ha- a lot of times it probably hasn't worked out in his favor because he's kind of um, you know whatever not been so politically correct. But yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, I saw the stuff this week with him riding the JGR Suzuki, and I thought it was really cool. You know. For a rider, even someone of Chad's caliber and and wherever he's at in the twilight of his career or whatever, mm-hmm. you, it's not very often that you can go out and ride different bikes and post it like now and make it known, right? Yeah. A lot of the times yep. throughout the career when you're switching bikes or you're trying other stuff, it has to be so secret that if it ever got out, it could be catastrophic. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, he's in a really good space, I think, in his mind where he's free to do whatever he wants. And... um as a rider and someone that's you know had contracts their whole life, that's it's it's as weird as it is for him. Probably feeling like, man, I'm not really wanted right now. Yeah, it's probably a really cool feeling because he's able to do whatever he wants. So it's a kind of a little double-edged sword thing going on. Yep. But if it's nice to see him out having some fun, and you know what I mean, he, he's he's riding right now probably for the right reasons because he yeah. just loves it so much. If if you were an OEM or a team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would, would you would you sign him? Would you would you would you devote money to him? I would. I, I've said it over and over. Like, I think he just he sucked last year because his injuries and his late program. I call me crazy. Obviously, I'm friends with him, but I with the way he moves the needle, the way his autograph line is, and I still think he can be top ten. Maybe grab a podium if shit goes right for him. I would put him on a bike. I really would. I don't know. He's he's made some so enemies. If you, were, but, you know. But, so if you were, let's propose it like this: if you were a manufacturer. And you could place, well, just say, let's say you were, you had, you could do whatever you wanted and you could take Chad Reed and place him on what manufacturer, where would you put him? I would put him on Honda. 
You'd put him on Honda? I'd put him on Honda. So it'd be him and Reed. It'd be Reed and Roxon and Seeley. Cole Seeley? Yeah. Yeah. And you just kind of give him a, like, I, I would, a support ride and I, I would give him, let him I would pit give out him, of the truck and stuff? I'd give him parts. I'd yeah. let him pit out of the truck. I'd give him a mechanic. I'd give him some bonuses. Yeah. I don't know if that would be enough. He can keep his gear money. Right? That's probably yeah. a couple hundred. Um, yeah. And, and, right, right. And, I, and I would go racing. Well, I mean, he's he, he definitely would be the sentimental favorite. I mean, remember yeah. – you remember Andrew Short at the end? Everyone yeah, Wyndham. Because he's just he's older. Wyndham, LaRocco. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I can tell you from my experience, when I signed that KTM deal years ago, yep. I was blown away. And Bob Starr and I always talk about this now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, you know, look, I, I'm friends with – the greatest part, I think, for me and the, and the advantage that I have is I'm, I've really stayed friends with all the people that I've ever worked with. Yes. Uh, obviously, I've been mad at people at times, and they've probably been mad at me and whatever. <laughs> right. But I've, I, through through the thick and thin, I've, I've really stayed friends and close with all the manufacturers. Um, so at Yamaha, it was always funny to me. You know, in 2003 um, – no, it was 2002, the end of 2002, when I, when I, that's when I retired. Basically, yep. or I was going to sign KTM for 03 or whatever. At the end of that year, that was when Vuleman was coming up. Yep. And uh, I finished third in the series. So I, I finished third in the series, and they didn't want to sign me. Yeah. Really. Yep. So they were okay if I left, and I just won three titles for them in a row. Mm-hmm. And no one, no one had ever won a Supercross title for Yamaha since 1981, and I won 2000 or 99, 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. And so it was always like. It was always weird, right? So I felt like, what? I just won all these races for you. 28, I think it's 28 or 29 Supercross wins. Yep. And and now you're not going to, you don't even want to give me a deal? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, Chad, sitting in the position he is right now, having, you know, not a great Supercross season, kind of injured, not ever kind of, he had a few yeah, and that wasn't maybe it wasn't good. The, <laughs> he had a few bright lights during right. the year, but he rode a lot, a lot of last chance qualifiers, which you'd you'd hate, you you'd never think you'd ever see Chad Reed in no. a last chance qualifier, right? No, I mean, no. Um, so he did have some some stuff, but he had some a lot of bad stuff. So sitting here thinking you're a manufacturer, you know, you know how tight things are these days. They don't just I spend know. money yeah. these days because they have a, an abundance of extra money, which right. they used to have in the 80s and some in the 90s and stuff. But things have gotten tighter. So you know what it costs to run a, run a bike. I'd love to see Chad. I mean, him and I have been texting a lot lately, and yep. he seems like he's in a great mood. Yep. Um, he was talking about trying to get a ride for next year. It was a little strange when we saw him putting all his stuff on Instagram, selling it all. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I was like, what? what's going on now? Where, where the heck's he going? I, I still don't know. I thought he sold his ranch and his house and his track and all his stuff. I was like, where's he going? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> which I still don't <laughs> yeah. even know. I don't know, really know either. I, I, I don't think yeah, he's, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we should figure that out. <laughs> well, he's, I think he out. sold, I think he sold all the Huskies. He sold the motor home. He sold everything but the compound, uh, uh right now. But, That's from what I know. Really? Yeah. So I thought he sold his compound too. I thought it was. It was, it was for sale, I but I don't wrong. think it was done. Yeah. Not, oh, okay. So maybe still selling it. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, um, I'd love to see Chad get a get a deal, but yep. you know, as as times are right now, it's everyone's still still a little skittish from the '08 crash. 
you know, people don't just aren't just spending money because they have a sentimental favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah. As much as we love we love Chad Reed and we'd love to see Chad on a team, mm-hmm. and I think he could probably do really well too, especially yep. if he's not injured. I don't know. It you know, Chad's a pretty stubborn guy, so he's not. Last year, he's not going to let us know how hurt he was, right? Yep. So he was out there riding, but he was not going to. He's not a guy that's going to make a bunch of excuses. He's going to say, "Oh, you know, whatever. It's just just me." Blah blah blah. Um, you know, it would be cool to see him healthy and see what he can do. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be cool, no doubt about it. Um, yeah. What about what about you getting more involved with the uh, Supercross broadcasts? Uh, any any? Do you, would you like to? They just don't ask. Do you don't want to do more? It, what's the I, you know, it's funny. I get the I, I get the question. I get the question a lot. Yep. And uh, of course, I had some fun when I was being sort of a guest announcer yep. with those guys and whatnot. <clears throat> um, but I got to be honest. If I'm going to be at the track, I'd rather be racing. <laughs> I mean, I just right. I don't. It's a grind, right? To, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me to fly to Detroit and and really get paid. Not to sound snobby or no, anything, but yeah, the yeah. pay is, you know, it's like whatever, fifteen hundred bucks or something for a weekend. I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah, I I, I would rather hang out with my kids and, and sure. do that. And and it's not it's not about the money, but I've traveled my whole life. Yep. You yeah, know? yeah. And I love I love the sport so much, and I'll gladly go as a guest. I mean, I go to you know six eight races. I see you at six eight races a year yeah. for sure in Supercross. But that's because I want to be there. Yeah, yeah. And I love doing myself with Cowie, and I'm just not sure that. I'm not sure I would have the same attitude if I had to go there and, right, and work right, every weekend. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I've think, already I've already done that. And, I, think, I think you're good um, at it. Yeah, I think you're I think you're good at it. Like you you you're able to articulate thanks. it, and 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 you're able to. What I like, and I've told Fro this in person, so I'm not scared to to say this on a podcast. Yeah. I've told him in person, Fro. Yeah. I need more opinion. I need what you think. Right. You beat Jeremy McGrath in the Supercross series. Yeah. You, you are yeah, one yeah. of the greats. I need more opinion, Fro, and uh, I just don't think right. he wants that, to do that. Well, and that's that's kind of, you know, that's kind of what I always say is, like, Jeff, Jeff's the, you know, he's the expert. He's the expert analyst out there. Yeah. And um, sometimes he, you know, sometimes it seems like he wants to be more TV guy and forget a little bit of his past, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Jeff's, you know, he's considered one of the greatest in the sport also yeah. for a long time, and there's a reason he's in that booth. So I, as much as I love I love the TV, and I, I would totally would – they haven't asked me in a while, so I would do some guest <laughs> appearance, but, you know – uh, Maybe so, someone said, hey, keep, you know, keep I, the- I think <laughs> – let's see. Let's just say this. I think I think – I think it's Froze probably does a better job when I'm not in there because he's not feeling like I'm trying to take over his any of his stuff or whatever. Because yeah. you know, it's, yeah. we were big time competitors, and oh yeah, um, you know, Jeff's come a long way in in the TV world, and and I really enjoy listening to those guys. Um, and I honestly think uh, you know Jeff used to take the most crap out of like people used to be the most bummed about him and all this stuff, but I think um, he does a good job. I think I think Ralph probably gets more crap now. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, I think, I think Jeff good. does a good job. I just, I like it. I, I want some, uh, I want some opinion on there. I don't want somebody who's not as scared to piss some people off. I mean, that's kind of what I do in my writing and podcasts. Uh, if, right. you know, I offer up an opinion right or wrong, I've got an opinion and, and I'll go face, well, listen, you know, we, we, so. we've talked about that. We've talked about that. Right. I mean, I, I've told you, look, I've, Chad's been pissed at me for like a year. Not now, but he yeah, has like yeah. in the past. Like yep. James Stewart still barely talks to me. Yeah. Um, there's been people that have pissed at me over the time, but you know what? I think it's important 
regardless of who you're talking about or the situation you're talking about, you have to tell the truth. Yeah. And sometimes the statement of the truth hurts is so true because, you know, writers, they're, I don't know if they're just insecure, too insecure or what, but you know what? Hearing the truth sometimes can really help you, Yeah. but nobody wants to hear the yeah. truth. So yeah. then people get mad at you. Oh yeah. So, you know, I mean, look, I'm in a unique position, right? Because I don't have to, I can, I've always said this now, it's, it's a great, it's a great position to be in, but sometimes I'm probably a little too loud, I guess, but, um, you know, to be able to say what you want and, and say what I actually feel instead of have to be politically correct about riders, about yeah. situations, about teams, about managers, about, about anything. Yeah. Um, I really like that situation that I'm in. However, you know, it, it does create some waves yeah. sometimes yeah. and especially probably mostly with the riders, but, yeah. um, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's called having fu yeah. money, Jeremy. It's called having fu money. Well, well, no, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Um, no, uh, yeah, I mean Anderson. Anderson won't talk to me. He hates me, uh, and I've run into a few. Ricky doesn't like me for for things I said when when he was racing yeah. against Stu. And you know what? Oh yeah. well, like to me, I'm like, oh well, I you know, offer up an opinion. If you if you're not man enough to like say, hey, why'd you write this or why'd you say this? Let's talk about this or whatever, and you just want to carry on a grudge? Oh, well, life's, right. life's short. I'll go on. You'll go on. We'll both be happy, you know? So, um, Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, uh, I I think that's, you know, we're all we're all growing up now, regardless yeah. if someone has an opinion. You know what? It's Having an opinion is a good thing because then you're not all the same. And, and, yeah. and we're not all, as humans, we're not all designed to be the same. You know what I mean? Look, yeah. I have an opinion, you have an opinion, and if we can't agree to disagree, then yeah, you know we, yeah. we need to go all grow up right. more. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I agree to agree with that point. Um, hey, the MXST tire from Maxxis is new out, and uh, you've got to deal with them for your truck series. You run them on your yes. bike. Uh, Chris yes. down at Maxxis told me uh, you you were a, a part of this development. Um, what do you think of them oh, yeah. now that they're out? And and you know it's their entry into a premium tire line like these guys they're a huge company for people who don't know Maxxis and they've got the ability yep. to make yep. to make a great tire and it sounds like they have well i can tell you this and um obviously i'm biased to Maxxis i've been riding drive ride, driving and riding for them for the last few years mm-hmm. um great company uh mike and chris and 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 Brad and all the boys at, at Maxxis are awesome. They make a great truck tire. That's what I race with in the Lucas Series mm-hmm. on my Pro 2. We won the championship last year, and the tires are – I mean, we won a lot of races last year. Um, but the – you know, they, they Maxxis is – and I've said this before. Maxxis has had those off-road tires out for a while now, but I don't I don't think it was probably their best effort, you know, for, for the – for motocross, mm-hmm. or for off-roading yep. tires. They were okay, but um, – I was heavily involved in the new development of the Mac, uh, the Maxxis MXST, uh, which we did uh, before the tire just came out for sale for retail. We did an intro up at uh, up at Mammoth. Yep. And we had a big week. In fact, Kiefer rode the tires. Um, some guys, a lot of guys rode the tires. We put six sets of tires on like six bikes, and we got like six hole shots out of the ten, you yeah. know, or whatever. So. Um, I'm really impressed with it. They have some big stuff right coming right behind this thing. We're in the they're in the works of making the mini bike tires or 85 tires and stuff like that, so we can get some guys on them a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. But um, what they've done with the new MXST is is incredible, and uh, I've ridden them older Maxxis stuff. Yep. But they really they really have something that that can compete, and I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Um, they put a lot of effort into it, and uh, we're continuing to do that. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, yeah, I'm again. I'm. They did a great job. How it many, took a while, but, but we did a great job. How many times? Because you're, you're one of the super fast guys. How many times did you send them back to the drawing board with front tire suggestions? Because front tires for <laughs> yeah. you guys are so important. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, in, at least in my opinion, obviously I don't go as fast as the the real race guys do these days, but still can go pretty good. I, I um, yeah, I like your speed they, still. I think your speed. They still have pretty good. A, they, the the one of the important parts for us is is always like strength and sidewall, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to come in on a heavy braking and have the tire rolling over and doing stuff like that. So um, <clears throat> definitely went back to the drawing board uh, for strength of tire, strength of sidewall. Yep. You know, carcass thickness and stuff like that on front tires. Um, rear tires, we probably, yeah, we did two or three retests with that because, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, it's easy to make something way too soft and that works good for a minute, but then it kind of yeah. tears apart. So we did we did a good year's worth of testing before anything wow. came out and, and at, came at, up on this, this set. Look at you, testing, getting developing tires. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, hey, yeah. I can put some of my uh, experience somewhere. We'll yeah. Yeah, why not, right? Um, Gives all right. me a reason to get out and ride my dirt bike still. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, hey, so last <laughs> last couple things, and then we'll let you go. Um, the Red Bud uh, Des Nations is coming up Friday night, Road to Recovery dinner. Uh, Jeff Stanton organized it. You will be there uh, hanging out yep. for t- Team Green slash Kawasaki. Um, really good yep. cause. People can go on there. I don't know if all your spots are sold out. Probably, Jeremy. Uh, I think it's five spots at 500 bucks a piece to eat dinner with you. Oh, is that the for the table dinner? Yeah, for the table dinner. Um, yeah. But, uh, man, I guess on a bucket list for you that'll never happen, riding an MXDN in America, huh? Oh, man. That would have been sweet. What? That would have been sweet. Yeah, that would have been sweet. That would have been sweet. But you know what? Well, let's just say this. First of all, I'm I'm super excited to be going to Redbud. Mm-hmm. I haven't been in years, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, had some good successes there. Battled a lot with Emig there. He was always so good there. He was, yeah. But... I got some wins too. Um, fun, fun track, uh, and I watch every year in the motocross on the TV, the motocross nationals, and I see the big Loracos leap, and I'm like, man, I want to hit that. <laughs> um, I think we're actually doing a parade lap on yeah, Friday too, I think so, so. I, I may get my chance. I may get my chance. There's no way you hit it on a parade lap. Come on, you think you'll follow someone Maybe. over it? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Um, hey, we'll one, see. La- one last. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to go yep. this year for that. Um, you know, as as much as I, I, I had two, let's see, there was one. I raced the Butts Creek GP one year. That was like my first ever ride in a 250, like mm-hmm. basically riding a 250. Yep. And uh, didn't really didn't really end up that well. I think I got like fifth and tenth or something like that. But uh, <clears throat> the Motocross of Nations has always been real special to me, and I've always I've said this in the past to you and to everybody. My my win at Motocross of Nations in '96. And basically beating the best guys in the world on that day and being probably the number one rider in the world on that one day mm-hmm. was uh, something I'll never forget, you know. So yeah. uh, it's going to be exciting. Monster's putting on a big show back there. Um, I'm going to be stoked to be part of that. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good weekend. Yeah, it'll be great, man. And I think that dinner that they're doing is fantastic. <laughs> Help the road to recovery. All of you guys will be there, you know, all the time, uh, legends and Thanks to Six Time for organizing this. He called me a little while ago and told me he was just yelling at everybody on the phone that we're not paying expenses, but we need you there, <laughs> Jeff. In typical yeah, Jeff Stanton I, you fashion. Yeah, you know what's funny is that <laughs> uh, me and him talk on Instagram. 
yeah. kind of through Instagram a little bit, but that sucker hasn't called me. Oh, jeez. I'm excited, to, I'm excited to finally talk to him when he when he calls I, me, but I, I'm planning on going anyway. So. Yeah. Well, see, he's probably still mad the way you – everyone's mad at 93, Jeremy. Everyone. Damon's still mad. <laughs> Stanton's still mad. Uh, I mean, Damon just brought it up. We were at a Boise Fly intro, and he, he brought uh, it up, 93, and – that son of a That's bitch! So show, that son of a bitch showed us what was up. So all these guys are still bitter. Um, but. It's so funny because I always say I put Damon in retirement twice. I know, right? The first time and the second time. I know. Ab- absolutely. Well, hey man, thanks for the time. Always good to chat. Thank you for uh, for everything, and uh, we will see you at the, at the Red Bud race. And uh, thanks, MC. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on. Of course, it's always fun catching up, doing some bench racing. Um, yeah, just as I said, man, you're not bugging me. Call me anytime. Love to be part of it. Perfect. Thanks, bud. All right. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.